everyone, Freddie here. Just before we start this episode, I wanted to let you know that this is the last one we'll be publishing for a while. Jack and I have decided to put episode party on ice while we explore some different things and listen to some more podcasts ourselves. So keep us around your feeds or keep following us on Twitter. We're at episode underscore party. And we'll give you a shout if we uh, decide to pick this up again sometime soon. Thanks again for listening and uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. Welcome to Episode Party, the podcast where we talk about our favourite podcasts. I'm Jack Tudor. I'm Freddie Harrison. And our guest today is host of the Partially Examined Life philosophy podcast, host of Nakedly Examined Music, and host of Pretty Much Pop, and a musician, and various other things besides as well. It's Mark Lintzenmeyer. Hello, Mark. Hi, Jack. Hi, Freddie. Hello. Thank you very much for uh, coming on the podcast. We have, as always, three podcasts to chat about. Freddie has brought one of these podcasts. Freddie, what is that podcast and why do you like it? All right, this podcast is called Your Undivided Attention, um, which is a podcast from the Centre for Humane Technology, um, which is a name that's been floating around my kind of um, sphere of influence for a little while now, um, (laughs) because I'm I'm kind of vaguely interested in these sort of things. And there's been um, a fair few podcasts now where one of the founders of the Centre for Humane Technology, Tristan Harris, he's been on talking about tech and the way in which it's taken over our lives and the various kind of dark patterns and coercive techniques it employs and all that kind of stuff. And he set up this Centre for Humane Technology um, with another big name in in that kind of sphere, a guy called Aza Raskin. Um, and they've been kind of pottering about for a little while now, doing various small bits and bobs. And I always wondered at what point they'd kind of come out with their own thing. And um, and your undivided attention is it, which which makes a lot of sense to me because it's a um, it's a podcast, and podcasts seem to be the medium that probably most chimes up with their ethics and their kind of ideals and their values. So the podcast itself, your undivided attention, is all about um, the kind of different things um, that technology platforms do um, to kind of hijack our attention, manipulate our choices, and change our communities. Um, and the kind of basic format of it is that Tristan and Aza will chat to an expert in in one of these kind of related fields about these issues. So in that sense, it's relatively straightforward. Um, but what I like about it specifically is that because of the kind of real specialist focus of the Centre for Humane Technology and and these two hosts, the conversation goes a lot deeper than perhaps a lot of the kind of similar uh, conversations I've heard on different podcasts about these issues. So I find it really, really fascinating because I tend to learn a lot more in this than I have on, on, on other shows so far. And I think I've kind of reached a point where a lot of the articles that I read about this kind of stuff um, are quite similar and they kind of cover very similar topics. And this podcast starts to delve that little bit deeper. 
Um, now that being said, the first episode I've chose for you um, and recommended is one called What Happened in Vegas. It's one of the very first episodes. And that one, I think, is still kind of sitting on the periphery of this topic. It kind of comes in with this metaphor and it's less, you know, it is a metaphor, but it's also where where all this stuff started, which is to do with gambling and um, casinos and slot machines in Vegas and how technology companies have kind of lifted some of the techniques that those slot machine makers have used to keep people at the slots and put it into technology um and that's a metaphor that kind of um is a lead-in for a lot of these conversations about technology and what it's doing to our minds so there's nothing new there but i actually think the the detail in it um is a lot greater um natasha dalshell who's the um uh, guest on the show um she's the author of a book called addiction by design um she spent years studying this um and so she's got uh, studying specifically las vegas and slot machines and how they work and how their design uh, gets people hooked um so she's got a lot of interesting things to say the one thing i would say about the podcast which jars me slightly although i still appreciate it in a way is that quite often this kind of very long-form conversation that sometimes happens over two episodes gets are kind of interspersed and broken up by these kind of mini conversations between Tristan and Aza um, about a kind of tangential or related issue. So often the main interview itself is about the state of technology today and what it's doing today. And Tristan and Aza have these kind of mini conversations about what they'd like to see that same technology do in kind of like an ideal world or what it could potentially do. And I find those those kind of mini conversations really valuable and really interesting. But sometimes i wish they didn't actually break up the main flow of the interview sometimes i find that a little bit jarring um Mm. but i I can kind of live with it because i like the podcast as a whole so i I, for for that kind of one thing that i dislike about it i like the podcast as a whole um jack what did you make of it yeah this is a really curious podcast so i first heard tristan on sam harris's podcast and was really interested in that conversation and I think I recommended that episode to a few friends, actually, because it was a time where I was obsessed with my own technology obsession, which has thankfully mellowed since. But I think it really hit the spot and got the wheels turning for me on starting to rethink my relationship with technology. I was really excited about the prospect of a podcast that digs into that and thought it'd be a really nice opportunity, actually, to make this more salient to people. I mean, it's a podcast that has featured, at least on my podcasting app, on the front page. So my perception of this from the outside was that it was going to be almost a beginner's guide to sort of being scared by tech addiction and maybe making moves to change Uh. it. And that's not really the podcast that it is, which is, as you say, Freddie, absolutely fine, because I think you've got a lot of expertise banding around here which is definitely worth utilizing in the form of a lot deeper form of conversation i thought there was some really fascinating stuff here i just thought the structure of the episode so that you had one about the techniques used in casinos i i I thought the idea with that was really to forge uh, an idea that you know obviously we, we we understand that casinos and the gambling that takes place in casinos utilizes a lot of nefarious techniques and that people don't often transcribe the same kind of intentions and sort of sinister techniques to technology so it was like let's start with something you know and move on to something that perhaps you didn't but it's strange that that sort of juxtaposed by these deeper conversations that kind of assume a pre-existing interest in the subject it kind of to me made the first part of it a little bit redundant however 
taking that out of the equation i thought this wasn't really even an interview more a conversation you could feel yeah. that tristan and aza were keen to get themselves stuck in and, and that did lead to some interesting places there was some pushback between natasha and the hosts i thought that was very interesting did leave the conversation i guess a little less structured than perhaps it could be i'm very glad you mentioned those little interlude chats between tristan and aza because I found them really odd. Like, <laughs> just halfway through the interview, you just suddenly cut into a different conversation in a different sounding room between two of the people and then not one of them who was there before. And it takes a while to adjust and recalibrate to the fact that we're now talking about something else, although it's the same voices. And in a minute, we'll cut back to the central conversation. And what strikes me as that is particularly interesting is the fact that one of the big things that comes up when Tristan talks about tech addiction is something called attention residue, where you switch context <laughs> between two different forms of technology, and then your attention kind of is is left to lag in you know the the thing that you were concentrating on previously, and and that kind of degrades your ability to connect with whatever you then switch to, and I feel that effect plaguing that switch between the conversations is you're kind of yanked between one topic and another so i think if they're going to go more in depth i would love for them to just do that and let the conversation run and allow me to really relish the back and forth and the points being made without interruption so i'm really glad this podcast exists you know i think it's a nice antidote to the fact that every single podcast that seems to appear on my front front page you know relates to fucking technology or amazon or something so it's nice to have a counterbalance but yeah Curious. I don't know if I'll stick with it, but yeah, glad you allowed me to give it a shot. Good. <laughs> yeah, I thought <laughs> Natasha's Natasha's story was really interesting. That just some of the details of how the machines in casinos are designed, mm. uh, the ergonomics, the the diapers, the, the, right? You know, the uh, yeah. trying to get consciously understanding that people that a good percentage and it's they make the point that it's not a sharp you know they're just some people that just have addictive personalities and some people that don't that it's that that is an oversimplification that is a way of kind of denying responsibility mm-hmm. that there really are going to be you know kind of whatever your structure is a percentage of people that are going to be sucked into this and catering to that and trying to maximize their screen time and talking about this I thought thought this was very well edited. It struck me as kind of a NPR sort of show, mm. and yeah, thus it didn't bother me that it wasn't a single conversation in one place that it was cutting back and forth because I kind of expect with that sort of editing where you're not trying to necessarily retain. Given the length, you're right. It seems like they should try to retain the integrity of the conversation as it actually happened because they are getting into. But since the point is to relate the information and then have the hosts reflect on this on their ongoing mission it didn't bother me in fact i appreciated like i would have found natasha's uh as a freestanding news piece i would have found what she had to say interesting would i have needed that much of it uh would i have wanted to go on to a second episode of it i'm not sure and so it was good to me because i i don't know maybe i saw uh, uh one of them on the heard one of them on the sam harris podcast that tends to be when I listen to the Sam Harris podcast, one of the sorts of topics that interests me less than other things, because yes, I understand that the internet is trying to get me addicted. <laughs> I, I really don't, I don't need that just, you know, as a, as a scare tactic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're, I, I appreciate the, the effort then to 
really treat this as kind of a self-help and a, a social mission podcast that we're not just going to say, oh, isn't it curious that these companies are trying to dick us over? But we're we're going to actually <laughs> you know, be kind of pretentious about it and see if we can solve this problem. We can, through a series of interviews, really understand the multifaceted uh, nature of this threat and and address very specifically like what you as a programmer could do, what you as a consumer can do. So I also am not sold on, like, I, I can't see this running more than 10 episodes. Uh, at least and being at all interesting to me, even just a little bit of, I think, episode four that I just listened to on YouTube. Again, I found it kind of uh, pretty interesting for about the first five, ten minutes. And then like, OK, I kind of have the point here as as a because I don't share their passion for this mission. Mm. And I'm right. not at the point. <laughs> Maybe it's 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 like, uh, <laughs> you know, somebody who is not ready to take the step to 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 control his diet or give up smoking or whatever the thing is. So listening to a, a diet or exercise or anti-smoking podcast, like I'm not I'm not ready to to really accept this as a, such a serious threat to my life that I need to uh, to step in here. And I'm not you know I don't work in the programming industry or anything like that. So I I find some of the attempted self help or social help applications a little uh, I won't say. Less relevant because obviously we're all in this situation, but I'm not in a position of power to do anything about it. And so if I am going to listen to this in such depth, that implies a sort of spectatorship about social problems, which I have no intention of doing anything directly about that I find kind of suspicious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's interesting that it kind of opens up the fact that this is definitely a podcast that I think, depending on where you are with your tech relationship probably has mm-hmm. resonance or doesn't yeah you know like i mentioned i think it was something that was really i could feel ramping up inside me this sort of fraughtness around my relationship with tech which i really wanted to resolve so this tristan's words kind of came in at a very useful time to me and felt like a a means of articulating that internal dialogue i was already having i and i you know mm-hmm. i see people in my life who come to me and they're like oh instagram why am i on instagram so much i hate instagram and then I'm going to check Instagram, but I really don't like Instagram. And they're the kind of people, you know, that I would say, hey, I, you know, felt the exact same thing. This is the kind of podcast that I would check out. And I'm sure that they would really feel that they would get something out of it. I mean, is that where you are with it, Freddie? Is that why it's kind of one that you thought you put into the fray? Is this something that's on your mind right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose I feel like I've reached the point where I've read and listened to most things that i could read and listen to on it i think i've read like three or four books this year that are um vaguely related to this this subject so i I feel like i've got to a point where i don't need to know a lot more but i found some of the depth of some of these conversations kind of like the most interesting part um but i certainly have days as well when i'm listening to this and i'm thinking i just need to listen to something else because i know this and it's 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 almost a little bit it's not you know i hesitate to say depressing but like uh, it's just uh, it's, it's not doing me any favors right now to be told that i'm being manipulated by technology i need to i need to listen to something that uh isn't gonna make me feel this way so yeah i i do i get i get that there's um I, I don't know. I, I sometimes feel like an element of fatigue with it. Um, but it's an interesting one for me because I feel like, although I know the kind of gist of, of what's going on with technology right now and what it's doing, I don't feel from that perspective that I need to keep listening to this podcast. But I 
I'm like as with many podcasts that I listen to I just kind of have the feed there and if there's an interesting episode come up I listen to that episode um for example the the most recent episode which is called from Russia with likes um which is um an episode all about kind of yeah yeah uh is all about how um Russia have created memes and stuff to to influence um political agendas and everything else that's a really really interesting episode because it goes very very deep into that and if you want to go really really deep into that topic then great that's that's this is a good podcast for you if you feel like you've got the gist of it and you don't really want to know any more like because you're fatigued by it or it's not bothering you or anything else maybe this isn't the right podcast nicely done freddie Maybe it's for you, maybe it's not. Right, <laughs> it's like Mark. everything on episode party. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is our motto. Mark, your podcast is up. What you got? Yeah, I think speaking of polarizing things that maybe it's in your wheelhouse, maybe it's not. I have been... It was, it was interesting timing. You're contacting me about being on the show because I had just slipped about 50 episodes into this thing called Hello from the Magic Tavern, which I see has uh, just started its third season after a pause and is being featured on the front page of Apple Podcasts, at least where I'm writing in. Yeah, so this is a a comedy improv. It's basically a talk show in a Middle Earth slash Narnia type universe. It's just uh, a guy that is from Earth, He's he's slipped in. He gives this little rote uh, story of how he got there through a through a rift in between dimensions or something like that, uh, and and hangs out in this tavern. So it's basically like Cheers, the the old sitcom, where it's just a bunch of people sitting around, kind of mouthing off. Uh, you know, have much bigger, much more braggadocious than anything that it would actually do seems to uh, indicate is justified. So. The two guests, they're just established as guests from the very beginning, but then they, they you know, quickly, it's clear that these are the co-hosts, are a uh, Chunt the Talking Badger slash Shapeshifter. He happens to always, pretty much always be in badger form, uh, but there's <laughs> extensive discussions from the very beginning. This is why I did not recommend episode number one to you, uh, because pretty much the whole thing is just a discussion of, of, of basically bestiality, of how he is a shapeshifter, because whatever animal he has sex with, that's what he turns into. <laughs> so that's... That just tells you about the level of humor we're talking about here. Uh, and the other character, this Usador, is basically Gandalf and has a very long name that he reads every single episode in with great verve. And I just – I had kind of dismissed the idea of improv comedy based on the, the things that I've seen in my town just going – you know, they'll be as part of a variety show or something. They'll be, oh, a comedy sports thing and someone – hey, give me a – give me a – a place and give me an item and they'll do a little skip base and i always hate those those just are so even if they're a little funny i just feel dirty for even finding it entertaining at all uh but i was just not really familiar with this idea of you know let's do a a deep dive long-running character thing so they'll in addition to the regular uh characters they'll have another person from the chicago improv scene come on as a guest star 
the type of creature you know some a, a monster a dwarf a uh sometimes it'll be some weird like a real estate agent in this uh fantasy land the one that i had recommended i recommended episode 41 just based on i remembered kind of liking the guest so it's a skeleton and he's just very happy to just be around and <laughs> so there's a lot of like well what do you do well i stand at the top of the dungeon and i wait for people to come in and you know i'm not very challenging they come in and they just break me and it's fine it's it's and he's very good natured about it and it just becomes you know there's just endless uh riffing us you know coming up with associations coming up with uh media references even though you know two out of three characters are not supposed to know anything about earth media uh which just tells you uh, also about the what fascinates me about this is how much suspension of disbelief do you need in a fantasy yeah. world, yeah. right? That any any kind of fantasy or superhero property, kind of as soon as you introduce this, and it's introduced, you know, as a way of having fun, as, as pretend, but then immediately it's like, oh, how? what if people were really in this situation? How can we make it more realistic? Let's make our superhero movies more gritty. Let's make our, you know, try to try to map out the world. And so there's it, this kind of really plays on that, that there really is world building throughout this show. And in fact, somebody makes a stupid joke. It could even come from a viewer mail. It could come from uh, a, a commercial even that they read and some little joke will come out of that. And then like five episodes later, there'll be a character that is representing that joke. <laughs> you know, somebody makes a joke about like, oh yeah, if you have a Jewish name and they're like, wait, they're Jews in this, <laughs> in, food, in this <laughs> fantasy <laughs> land. They're like, oh, I guess, I guess since you mentioned it, there have to be Jews in this land. And so the first Jew of Foon is an eventual guest wow. uh, <laughs> explaining this whole back, you know, it's, that's, that's dedication in a way. Yeah, so it's it's again this this trying to make things consistent, which is part of our instinct to like you know have a coherent sort of realistic in air quotes story, but it's so obviously artificial. And in fact, the whole thing is within a framing device where the intro and outro are done by this kind of uh, a guy on a uh, some alien creature that's on a space station that's monitoring communications between the world and have to, has to assure you that what you're about to hear is not real because if people actually found out that there were other dimensions, then horrible things that will happen. And, and there are some episodes that actually focus on that character and his sidekicks and so there's just there's sort of endless possibilities uh for expansion and creativity on this and i've uh as silly as it is um and as as much as you know you have to have some background some some love some for the sort of fantasy setting you know at least that you like lord of the rings that kind of thing but i do have you know a dungeons and dragons playing history back in my past and things so uh you know this definitely hit home for me yeah freddie what do you make of all of this do you know what i i i really really loved it um and i actually thought that despite the fact that it obviously helps to have that kind of um knowledge that comes from listening from near the beginning that the the kind of episode that you suggested we listen to which is i think episode 41 um it mm-hmm. stood it stood it stood alone really really well like i got the yeah. gist of what was going on and i enjoyed the kind of conversation that unfolded um, I, I, I kind of really, I find this kind of st- 
style um, of show, of this kind of improv, um, kind of comedy, really, really endearing, especially in a podcast form. It reminded me a lot of a show that we've discussed before on Episode Party called Everything is Alive, um, yeah. which is um, hosted by a guy called Ian Chillog, and he interviews um, inanimate objects um, that are voiced <laughs> by um, improv comedians, but as if they're real people. And that's and that that reminded me very much of this episode of Hello from the Magic Tavern. Um, it's a show that I've definitely heard of before, and people have spoken very, very highly of. Um, but I've never dove into because I, I I didn't think I'd enjoy it. And having listened to this one episode, I'm I'm really tempted to go back from the beginning and, and start from the beginning because I, I feel like I'm actually going to really really enjoy it. So yeah, I, I mean I'll, I'll keep this one short, but I yeah I I really enjoyed it. So um, I'm I'm glad I'm glad it came up. Yeah. I mean, this reminds me of two podcasts, one of which is Everything is Alive, Fred's that you've already said. Mm. The other one is a podcast that uh, I like to crowbar in as much as possible, which is one called Brian Gittins, which is (laughs) comedy improvisation, again, based around fictitious situations and silly voices as well. I think there's something really fascinating about the relationship between silly voices in the podcast format, because I think oftentimes you'll get, say, TV shows or something that has someone with a silly voice. And it will have a durational limit upon which it is funny. (laughs) And then after that point, it gets ridiculous and kind of mundane. And then it gets absurd. And then you just have nothing but this overflowing admiration for the person who is continuing to do this voice and inhabit this character beyond what is practical. I mean, that seems to be sort of a thread throughout this whole podcast from what you've been saying, Mark, and just the little tidbit that I got from listening to this episode. But it's just this relentless yes and, where it's like everything that we're now talking about and presently inhabiting exists and will continue to exist and we will doggedly ensure that it does and we'll continue adding to that until it just explodes into this massive and crazy chaotic world. I think obviously what I've always felt is important with these improv podcasts is that the absurdity is curbed to the point where you can kind of still comedically follow it. Like there's enough coherence Mm -hmm. there so that it doesn't all just shatter into nonsense. Like it's not just 40 minutes of air horns and silly sound effects and just absolute crazy nonsense. Although actually Brian Gittins pretty much is that nowadays. Um, I, I just absolutely love that sort of tension of a, 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 concept that seems totally untenable reads like you know absolute nonsense that someone scribbled on the wall and shit if you were to read the premise uh, but if you actually inhabit and listen to it and and follow it from the beginning become something that you think yeah actually i totally dig it i'm on board this all makes sense to me because i've followed this logic all the way through i thought this guest clacks was great uh, i love those moments where they all have to kind of just think on their feet to pretend that they know something when they're going oh you know that dungeon that's like two blocks down and they're like yeah yeah i know the one the one with you know it's got too much light in it too much and they're, they're just all kind of <laughs> immediately building along that as, they, as though they all know exactly what's going on um i thought usador was so intense um i really like the fact that he's got his own website with like all of his given names written down and there seems to be about 50 or 60 um this definitely strikes me as a podcast that, like Freddie said, that I could really climb inside and, and really have a lot of fun with. 
And I will say again, I mean, I think this is definitely in the wheelhouse of, again, of, of, of Brian Gittins and the kind of thing where you just have to calibrate to the ridiculousness. And then once you're in the zone, you're like, right, I'm loving this. It's party time. One thing I did want to bring up, Mark, is that you put in the notes that you recommend listening to this at 1.25 speed, which seems <laughs> irresponsible. Why, why 1.25? It's just, so this is something I wanted to, as people who listen to lots of podcasts, I wanted to ask you about, that unless it's a music podcast, like for for Sam Harris or something, I'll listen to that at double speed. Like if it's just a purely informational thing. Oh, yeah. Or at least 1.5. If double speed is giving me a headache, then 1.5. And this has given me really terrible habits as a podcaster <laughs> and as an, i've recorded audiobooks and gotten comments like is this guy trying to catch a bus like what is, like slow the hell down because my whole world is is sped up as far as my my podcast intake uh but i did try so i my default i was trying this at 1.5 or something but this was so performative i was like oh no no i'll slow it down and but then at one you really hear them trying to think of ideas yeah and the and the host's voice is just they they all sound a little stoned or something so i found at <laughs> 1.25 speed they just sounded really smart they sounded really fast on their feet but i can completely follow everything maybe there's one guest every once in a while that might you know already talk really fast and and that would probably be best slowed down but it seemed just about right for me <laughs> do you guys not not are the, all of your podcasts you, this is this is uh it's sacrosanct you must listen at the intended w- single speed i i, I mean I, I know jack you uh, we've had discussions about this before and i know you're somewhat against speeding up podcasts in a general sense um i i use um i i listen to my podcast using overcast and they have a feature called smart speed which reduces the length of silences within like within speech and between words and between sentences and all the rest of it which isn't the same as speeding it up um you know by a certain percentage or by a, you know by a certain fraction it's 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 slightly different to that but it does tend to uh speed things up and make shows run a little bit faster and means that i can fit a bit more in while still feeling fairly natural if you have music playing underneath anyone talking the whole thing sounds so weird because you can hear <laughs> sure. where it's dynamically speeding up and slowing down music but um in general it helps a little bit but it it gets nowhere near 1.25 speed it might hit 1.20 if i'm if if we're getting close but um yeah it's 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 a whole different thing um i've never listened to a podcast on on an actual speed increase in that sense so maybe i'll try it but yeah um i I enjoy Mm. spark speed I, 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 for me, I think I've kind of been on a quest the past few years to introduce more space and patience into my life. And I think anything that accelerates my rate of ingestion of anything sort of runs against my quest to try and ingest things with a bit more time and a, and a bit more depth. And I'm not saying by, by saying that, you know, I'm saying that anyone else who is speeding things up is not able to do so i just find for me personally uh, i find my connection with these podcasts is so much more intimate and these podcasts feel so much more valuable if i can kind of ingest them at the speed at which they were recorded i also think that there's something there about the value that i've always seen in pauses and silences which 
I, I just, it's something that I've just begun to crave more and more. And I think the thought of speeding things up and then squashing those silences to me just again feels antithetical to where I'm headed. I, I, I actually really like hearing the labour of people trying to think of comedic things because I like holding my breath and being like, fuck, are they going to come up with something in time so that this still has momentum? And, uh, but you know, hey, different people, different drinks. <laughs> That sounds like a great uh, transition to to your suggestion, <laughs> which is all about soaking in the the space and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I shall do. So my recommendation is a podcast called Drifter's Sympathy, which is a podcast that got recommended to me for someone who works in music PR over here in the UK, and she was kind enough to say, "I've been obsessed with this podcast. You should probably speak to him as well." by a, a guy called Emil Amos, who is a musician. Uh, he makes music as Holy Sons. He's the drummer in Ohm, and he's also in Grails as well. Like, all three pretty amazing projects. And in a nutshell, although it's quite a big nutshell, it's a podcast about the notion of the outsider, which is effectively told throughout the podcast, and it's been going for, I think, you know, 40-odd episodes. It's told by two main methods. The first of those is stories from Emil's own life, which he tells often in collaboration with his co-host Jonah. And the other part of it, the episodes kind of alternate. The other part of it is these thematic sort of narrated mixes um, of like maligned forms of music. So often they're like library music, people who make soft porn soundtracks. Uh, forgotten heroes essentially people making cheesy disco tunes beatles imitators that everyone forgot about and the whole podcast has this odd peculiar like almost occult corny mysticism to it there's a lot of times where there's chimes playing as he says something or there's echo put on his voice so it has this sort of kind of corny self-aware profundity going on which i absolutely adore i mean there's sometimes some there's always like music in the background which has this sort of creepy atmosphere it's almost like a horror b movie or something um and in terms of what the podcast is about specifically what i love about drifter sympathy is that it never really explicitly states its themes there's no introductions and there's rarely really a point where it concludes properly as well each episode just sort of I mean, like the title suggests, you sort of just drift in and then you're guided out again at the end. And the episode that I recommended is called Dawn of Individuation, which, again, I feel like still has this sense of being guided in and out without too much direction, which I've always found really refreshing about this podcast. But it is a podcast episode that I think encapsulates many of the themes from Drift of Sympathy that I've really connected with. It sort of surmises them in a way which I think is quite quite natural this is definitely though a podcast that accumulates over time so going from episode one and all the way through is pretty much the only way to do it i mean this one for a taste or i thought was good because it really got going in season three and this is i think the first episode of season three so the themes of this episode seem to be the importance of adolescence in sort of hardening your outlook on life um email talks about discovering skateboarding and punk and hardcore music and how these offer gateways into alternate culture and, and eventually into individual expression 
I mean, at one point, he says that everyone has stuff lodged in their brains that is worthy of the weirdest movie you've ever seen. And a lot of the stories that he tells smack of that quality. That really, that there's no reason you should care about these guys' experiences and, and how they've shaped him as a human being. But from the perspective of the storyteller, they are absolutely everything. And they're as important as, you know, the most panoramic world events. Um and again, like another point, I think he, he recalls thinking as a teenager that someone must be watching the movie of his life because it's so ridiculous. Uh, the guru is a common theme as well throughout the podcast. So there's a couple of people in his past that I think he uh, talks about as being incredibly important in shaping his worldly outlook. And they tend to be, you know, people maligned by society and quite self-destructive. I think one of the main things I've taken out of it, and I'll shut up in a sec, is the fact that he talks a lot about the fact that if you tear down the, the hierarchy of what is important, whether that's the bands that we listen to and revere or, you know, the people in our lives that we traditionally see as influential or worth listening to, you end up with all of these other perspectives and gateways into alternate ways of living and, and self-development. And uh, you can develop your own autonomy as to what is important and, and how your life turns out. Uh, I think... It's just a, such a fascinating podcast. I think he's an incredible storyteller. Uh, he's someone also who either has an incredible memory for details or has a really deft and effortless way of rewriting his own history into very convenient and kind of engaging methods of telling stories. Um, I love it. There was actually an episode that I listened to just recently. I've, I've just finished the whole thing where he, he, he goes through the history of home recording and um, talks a lot about our Stevie Moore, which made me think a lot of your podcast, Mark. I love it. It's great. I'm really gutted that uh, I think as of yesterday, I reached the final episode. So I'm at a bit of a loose end at the moment. Got that post-podcast blues. But um, ah. Mark, what do you think? So I enjoyed it. And I think I liked the storytelling episodes better than the music mix episodes. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm definitely willing to give it more of a chance. It's a... So some people who are serious about music are go wide, and I tend to go deep with particular artists. And so this uh, provides me with an interesting, interesting challenge because Emil has given us a picture of himself that is very deep, that is 43 episodes deep, <laughs> uh, including all of his many, many, many of his influences that he says these obscure things are things that you know make up my musical DNA now. Um, you know, to sort of do this properly, you know, if he was going to be a guest on my podcast, which maybe I'll ask him because of this, oh, yeah. uh, that I would dive into his catalog. Like, where is he coming from as a songwriter? I'm sort of, you know, to, to get at what his influences are and, and all these things that he has to say about different uh, bits of musical history, that's kind of a secondary thing. But I understand a lot of people find my way of uh, you know, th that I prefer to take in an artist by listening to everything they've ever done. And then I kind of feel like I know where they're coming from, that that's pretty rare, uh, even among musicians. And I think Emil is, is much more typical, you know, somebody who could be a good, a very good DJ. Yeah. Um, so I listened in addition to the, uh, the disco one you pointed us at, there was the one that you mentioned, um, uh, I think it's called British masters. So it's, it's toward the beginning, I believe of, uh, yeah, within the first 10 episodes. Yeah. And kind of as a DJ, I, so I don't know about the show notes, but like he wasn't clearly enough saying what the hell we're actually listening to and what we just heard <laughs> for me to go, hey, that 
I, I got to go listen to more pretty young things. Like he, he did that with some of the bands, but not with all of them. And I don't know where he's getting the copies of these. I don't know how he deals with the rights, but some of the, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm not listening to type one cassettes that I recorded off of LPs that I got out of the library anymore. I feel like <laughs> graduating to CDs to, to digital audio should mean that I don't have to listen to things that are that lo-fi ever again. And so <laughs> my patience is a little thin with some of these mixes. And I did find myself even in the, the British Masters that, you know, of, of, okay, I kind of got the point of this song or more so in the disco one because it's a, it's a, it's a, a form of music that I, I'm less open to. I think if I weren't prepare, using it, to, preparing for a podcast, you know, in other words, going forward with this, I will try, you know, listening, of course, at single speed, but just trying my <laughs> trying better to immerse myself into the experience that he's trying to give me. It's just I I have the, uh, you know, unlike Jack, I I look at the first thing I see when I see this is like, oh, he's got forty three episodes. If I want to understand, I got to get through forty three episodes, right, yeah. forty three hours of my life. <laughs> so it's at least tempting to try to speed that up somehow, or you know, and especially if it's something that's more informational. Uh, and I see that they have two hundred episodes behind them. Like, there's just so many things in the world that I want to experience that it is, it is challenging to just let go and immerse yourself. And I think that Emil is really challenging you. Like, this is what music is, is uh, not just hearing a little clip of something on YouTube, not, uh, I, I was going to say that, you know, one of the part of this uh, uh, difference between the way I take in music and I, I see a lot of other people taking music is that I'll actually still listen to whole albums. Yeah. So I, I think I would use Emil's recommendations here, you know, to kind of get out of his mixtapes and say, oh yeah, pretty young things that he just played a song that I liked. Let me stop and go, you know, listen to a whole one of their albums to actually see what they're really about, hopefully with better fidelity than whatever version he's crammed in here. <laughs> yeah. I should also say, I know I've already talked too much on this, but uh, as a philosophy podcaster and somebody that's come out of philosophy academically, I always have mixed feelings about, let's say, amateurs <laughs> yeah. who are trying to be deep, and especially when they're deep and they put reverb over their voice and psychedelic music in the background. God, I love it. And and uh, so <laughs> I'm I'm my hackles are up here, you know, in this style. But that said, I liked what he had to say in the uh, uh, the process of individu- individuation. Uh, you know that there were there were points that uh, you know are sort of philosophically legitimate, even if not spelled out in the way that you would in an academic setting. So I would have to spend more time with him to kind of see whether that would be endearing to me or get under my skin. But I I, I didn't have as much problem with it as I thought I might. Totally, I get that. I think the thing that I've come to really understand or, or feel like that I, I see in email is the fact that with the themes of the podcast. It feels like he ingests these ideas and then says them with this declarative conviction, even if he's perhaps just read a little bit about them or just only knows a little bit, so that everything is given this like real gravitational weight. But I, I, I love that, that if there's even just something that he feels he understands in part, if it still rattles him to the core, 
he's like right i'm gonna present that and that's a part of of who i am and i love that almost that it's legitimized through the fact that it exists in his universe even if he doesn't kind of grasp it as it exists as an objective thing in literature or in academia or uh, but i think also he's someone who's so unflinchingly himself that it can definitely go two ways i think you could definitely get through it and be like Oh, for God's sake, this guy. <laughs> um, Freddie, what do you think of it? Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm almost at the opposite end of the spectrum in that I uh, preferred the music episodes over the other episodes. Um, I, listened, I listened to both and um, I ended up going on a, on a really like one and a half hour walk on, on Saturday. I, I walked for a long time. I ended up at an airport, which, I, which was weird. Um, and it was, it was an odd experience because I was kind of walking through trees and far... Like, like a kind of foresty bit and fields and stuff like that so hearing these kind of weird um slightly discordant soundtracks playing in the background of these kind of quite deep or seemingly deep conversations um with occasional kind of bursts of echo or delay on the voices was a bit of a jarring experience to be honest but one that i kind of appreciated all the same because i really felt like it did kind of set the scene for the type of show this is and the type of chat there was within the show and like I say, um, the um, the the main one you recommended, the uh, Dawn of Individuation, I enjoyed, but I didn't feel like I personally got a lot out of it. I got I got what they were talking about, and I enjoyed it to that extent, but I didn't really see. Um, I didn't really feel like I I personally got much. Any, I I don't know what I was supposed to get out of it, and I didn't really feel like I did get anything out of it. That's not to say it's bad. It's just that I, it personally didn't just work for me, um, but. Um, sleazy listening and and that kind of format i really really enjoy i haven't listened to a lot of podcasts like that i've listened to radio shows like that um we used to produce radio shows like that jack when we both were at university that was a thing um you know we we, 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 we i, I produced your radio ben show and freak out. ben and jack's yeah. freak out at university and and so that really really chimed with me and i i, I really enjoyed it and i enjoyed the way he dug into you know the specific track and specific artists and 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 explain that um and it wasn't until listening to mark just now that i went oh shit he didn't actually tell exactly who was playing and when did he which isn't great i suppose but i I love that i still enjoyed it on reflection it would have been nice to know exactly what track had just played or what track was about to play but i still enjoyed the show um so yeah I, i i suppose on that basis i'd probably listen to every other episode (laughs) <laughs> great well keep me posted yeah well, I, and there is storytelling even in the music episodes yes. that, you know in the in this one the that he's talking about kind of why maybe i wasn't listening carefully i'm <laughs> having trouble reproducing the story but it started started with talking about porn soundtracks mm-hmm. and just the weird stuff that was going on in the culture in the late 60s early 70s yeah and then ended up talking about uh one-off disco artists that uh played in the entertainment industry you know a couple in particular and died of aids Mm -hmm. and telling these stories around individuals so i I did really appreciate that and in that you know not and that's i like the fact that that's very self-contained that there was nothing about that that made me say i gotta go listen to that guy's album but like no i got introduced to an interesting character which is what ultimately i got out of the non-music episode is that i at this point in my life when somebody comes off as really foreign to my sensibilities 
uh, especially when they're also artistic in some way, I kind of take that as a challenge is I kind of want to understand this person. And so what I got out of this, you know, him talking about how skateboarding is a somehow gets you, it opens your mind and shows you that you can think independently. And like, that's, Never something I understood about skateboarding and never something I would have attributed to skateboarders who I, in my much younger years when I was most evidently, most definitely not a skateboarder and probably would have, you know, been contemptuous in some ways of people who were (laughs) spending their time. You know, the fact that this, this guy took, saw that as an intellectual journey. I just really found that fascinating. Awesome. Well, I, Dead appreciate you guys giving it a shot. I've been fit to burst to talk to someone about it who <laughs> listened to it as well. So this is very much a selfish endeavour. Um, Mark, we should turn to your podcast as well because you are host of many podcasts and you know, they're all wonderful. I mean, I want to start with Nakedly Examined Music, which I've been really enjoying. Um, can you tell us a bit about what it is and why you started that podcast? Yeah, that is one, probably the one that's closest to my heart, although I'm in a little bit of despair about it because, uh, partially examined life is the one that's been going for 10 years and that is making me a good amount of money and is very popular. Nakedly examined music, uh, I think it's, it's much harder in certain ways to get a music podcast noticed, mm-hmm. but I've been just tickled pink at the, the number of people I've been able to talk to. I've, so I've, it's, I've done about a hundred episodes and the format is that we pick three, of the, the the artist songs, these are inserted in full the recordings into the podcast. So uh, whether I can officially get the rights or it's just <laughs> come on, I have the artist on. Surely I have somebody's permission. It's fine, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know whatever label it, I, I kind of have just avoided. I haven't had famous enough people that I've really. F- after the first 10 episodes, I stopped even trying to navigate the issue of rights. And like, if they tell me, if it's something they worked on, I'm going to, I'm going to include it. Nobody's complained so far. Yeah. Everybody's been thrilled jockey on very pleased you, to just they? get like, the, yeah. yeah, they've been pleased to get the, the, uh, the publicity. So, you know, the, the song plays, I take extensive notes on it. I try to listen to the, the, the approach that I just described where I try to listen to as much as their catalog as I can pick a couple episodes, a couple of albums to, listen to again and again, or at least these three songs to listen to, you know, five times just to really try to connect with it and adapt the interview, you know, so then we'll talk for maybe an hour and I'll adapt the interview to the the way that they seem to want to emphasize things. So there are some people, you know, it's maybe it's an instrumental electronic musician and we'll talk a lot about their equipment and exactly how they made this bleep and bloop (laughs) or (laughs) overall kind of what, what mood they're going for much more often. It's some kind of uh, guitar rock. It's just kind of where I'm coming from originally. Uh, And so we can talk about the lyrics if they're very into those, or if their lyrics are obviously throwaway, then we might talk about kind of, cultural tropes what 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 are you channeling here what is this a ballad what the hell are you trying to do here and you know really try to get through those three songs at least one of which has got got to be older try to get a good sense of what this person is like as a musician how they approach not only just the songwriting but like why are you doing this for a living what do you find enjoyable about all this and i've i've just found that the people i interviewed very seldom get asked in this detail about their songs. Maybe they don't even reflect themselves in this detail. (laughs) I'm like, well, why did you go to this chord after this chord? Like, I don't know. It kind of just felt right. (laughs) You know, so I've, (laughs) I've had enough experience dealing with, uh, folks that, you know, claim to be 
unreflective about their music that I still can get, I think, a, a pretty insightful interview out of them. Yeah. Uh, even though it ends up, you know, I talk in some cases a full half the time, <laughs> which is very unusual for an interview and kind of obnoxious in a certain way. But it is kind of my my bouncing my theories off of them. And uh, so far, I haven't gotten complaints about that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, for example, what I loved is your episode with our Stevie Moore. And often he'd start his answers with, there really isn't much to say, and then say a hell of a lot about the <laughs> <Yes>. thing. <laughs> Which is perfect for someone who is so prolific, because you're like, well, you never have nothing to say, do you? You're nothing to say is someone else's, you know, gushing <laughs> reveal. Um, I mean, you've interviewed a lot of awesome musicians. So, like I say, R. Stevie Moore, Bill Bruford, for Christ's sakes, uh, Talia Zedek. Like, has there been anyone that you've interviewed or any number of people where you've been like, oh, Christ, these are my heroes i mean music is something clearly close to your heart has there been anyone that's almost been on the oh, yeah. brink of like almost so close and it's like uh so intimate with you that you're like oh blimey this is a big one oh definitely like colin molding from xtc xtc is oh. I, I listen to almost only xtc during a whole year <laughs> of college so yeah i haven't been able to get andy partridge who wrote most of the songs yet but i got colin molding during a very brief voyage out of retirement so i feel ex- extremely lucky about that one uh you know and, and bill ruford was of course a big find i hadn't spent a lot of time with his solo work i find even these people that i admire a lot like they're they're again if you i, I kind of go deep rather than broad so if you look at my cd collection like it'll be wow how many genesis things and solo members of genesis so getting steve hackett from genesis and actually anthony phillips mm. who is the the original original guitarist before steve hackett <laughs> both of whom were present before anything that anybody from the u.s has actually heard by genesis <laughs> so the fact that i got those two guys sort of the, the least famous guys of them but yeah both those that, that and there's just, for the most part, just such nice people. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I'd love to get sort of bigger names, but the fact that I'm getting people that are not at the height of their career and so they're not overwhelmed by press, mm. like, so they actually can care and they, some of them are interested in what I'm doing. And, like, you know, so it's, it's really been very satisfying. I've, I've made connections. I've gotten a couple of them to, I got Ken Stringfellow from the Posies. That was a, a, another kind of idol of mine to, to sing harmony with me on my latest album. You know, I just, wow. <laughs> once you have this internet relationship, like, send him a track. Do you want to do something? Yeah. Well, pay me a little. Okay. Well, that's the way that works. <laughs> That's fine. You're not doing it for fun. Uh, I, I, I'll say out of the other podcast, um, so the Partially Examined Life, that's the long-running one. It's a philosophy reading group. If you're into philosophy, check it out. It's it's more the – I would say it's the, the conception was more going out to the tavern after grad school rather than the grad school seminar. But it is with two out of the three <laughs> – my three co-hosts are people that I actually went to grad school in philosophy with in the 90s so that it was, you know, let's let's reread some of the things that we have read before, uh, kind of reflect about irreverently about this this uh, thing that we're all this, – this profession that we're all not – no longer a part of. Of course, that's evolved over the years. I think it's kind of a, a more serious podcast now. We ran out of things that we've already read for the most part. <laughs> so we're diving into unfamiliar areas. We're, we're trying to pay attention to just whole areas of philosophy, you know, religious philosophy, Middle Ages philosophy, th- things that I not necessarily – you know, I wouldn't have thought to actually read uh, Darwin's The Origin of Species or uh, Adam Smith's The Wealth of Nations, these sort of big 
textbook size things in <laughs> philosophy adjacent areas. But, you know, it's just been wonderful to be forced to, to keep my mind alive, you know, on top of my day job and things. So I've been, you know, that, that's been wonderful and it's opened a lot of doors for me. We had our first, we try to get celebrities. We, we only have a guest about half the time, and usually they're not a celebrity. Usually we don't even try to get philosophy professors because those people dominate the conversation. We want to get fellow learners. We did get Lucy Lawless, Xena the Warrior Princess. She was a fan of the show. Whoa. So she came on. Uh, we've done a couple subsequent audio plays that she has taken a part of, and I got her to, to sing lead on a song on my latest album for free. So that's a wonderful, uh, you know, it's been wonderful to make those kind of connections. Um, and so my newest thing, it's called pretty much pop, a culture podcast. We were feeling recently, you know, maybe that partially examined life is getting a little more scholarly and it's kind of hit its ceiling in terms of how many people are really interested in the philosophy podcast out there. Like it's very <laughs> popular for that kind of thing, but like it's hard to, so we had done an episode in Game of Thrones. I was like, I like this idea. What if, can't, can't I, I want to talk about Spider-Man. I want to talk about the, the Chernobyl miniseries. So I found some other people, one of whom was my best friend going back to when I was 12 years old. He's a guy that I'd originally asked to be a host on the Partially Examined Life before deciding it was actually going to be a philosophy podcast. So Brian Hurt, uh, he's one of my co-hosts. Uh, we also constantly get comments with Partially Examined Life. How come it's all just white dudes? Like, well, because we started it 10 years ago and we were classmates before that. Like, it was organic. <laughs> but for this, you know, we we start, we're starting on day one with Erica Spires, who's an actress. Uh, she's been on Broadway. She w- had been a guest with us on some Partially Examined Life episodes. So she she's signed on, and we've recorded about uh, 10 episodes now, and we you know can, can kind of pull out all the stops. We did get Lucy Lawless back. We got uh, this guy named D. Bradley Baker, who, if you look him up, he's, he's like every other cartoon that you've ever heard of he's he does probably the animal voices in some oh, of those so cool. uh yakov smirnov the comedian who i'd been in touch with about being on partially examined life in this new podcast you don't have to have read anything <laughs> we're just picking something on in the area of tv comedy movies comics uh novels popular novels just popular phenomena general social commentary you know as long as we can f- get something in that general area you know, I think I'm going to try to get a hello from the Magic Tavern uh, host to talk about improv comedy. It's oh, it's amazing. that I could get one of you guys to talk about podcasting itself, you know, and, and the variety of podcasting and how you relate to podcast hosts there. You know, so I'm just really brimming with ideas. And it's so much easier to record these things than a partially examined life episode where we have to read 50 to 100 pages of text and take really detailed notes and, <laughs> and actually instruct people in that. So, I, you know, it's between these three different podcasts i really feel like i'm 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 leveraging all of my non-podcasting interests to you know that 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 uh, saturday i spent binging well now i can make a podcast out of that like that's yeah sounds like you've reached some kind of podcast equilibrium to just push all your (laughs) buttons which is brilliant i mean people want to keep up to speed with all three of those podcasts and anything else that you're up to as well mark obviously we've mentioned you're a musician as well where's the best place for them to go so marklint.com is my website unfortunately was designed in 1997 and looks like it uh, <laughs> not unfortunately i they, love it it's great uh, 
we, we partially examine life.com partially examine life is kind of the parent podcast of the others we actually have a podcast network there are two other uh three other things in the network that have sort of been spin-offs of various sorts you know from from our listeners or our friends and things so yeah partially examine life.com you're going to find information about all this stuff uh and yeah just if you my my name mark linson meyer is not that uh common so if you <laughs> google me you'll find everything you could possibly want brilliant excellent and freddie if people want to keep up to speed with episode party where yeah. should they be headed sure well we'll put all the links that we just talk, spoke about in our show notes which you can find at www.episode.party along with an archive of all of our episodes and all of the podcasts we've ever discussed if you want to recommend a podcast to us you can do that on twitter we are at episode underscore party on there or you can email us if you don't like twitter we're at hello <laughs> at episode.party lovely mark thank you so much for coming on thank you guys Cheers. and to everyone listening Cheers very much. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.